Hello, small business owners. Welcome to this episode of the Freedom Focus Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the most important challenges faced by business owners in today's economy, and most importantly, how to overcome the biggest of these challenges. The list of challenges has remained pretty constant over the past decade or so, and likely much longer. However, the rank order of these challenges has definitely changed in the past couple of years as a direct result of the global pandemic. The challenge deemed most important to most businesses that has risen to the top is no big surprise to anyone trying to manufacture and sell products or deliver services in today's economic environment, hiring and retaining employees. We'll first do a brief overview of the top challenges identified by business owners in several national studies. Then we're going to talk about who has been impacted the most by the labor market challenges, large, medium, or small businesses and what the leading causes are for the difficulties businesses have had filling their vacant positions. Next, we'll talk about how business owners are responding to the hiring difficulties. And lastly, what you can do that is a bit contrary to improve your odds of finding top quality employees who are a great fit for your team. A study by the EMIT organization in 2013 of 1,700 business owners from 83 countries identified growth as the number one challenge for small business owners, followed by inconsistent cash flow, which was identified by over 80% of business owners. Fast forward eight years to 2021, and I found that growth is no longer specifically identified as a challenge in newer studies but cash flow and lack of capital has moved to the number one top position. One of the new studies from Business Lender Guidant identified the number two challenge as recruitment and retention of employees. And by the way, number three was marketing and advertising, number four, time management, number five, administration of the business, and coming in as the sixth biggest challenge for small business owners, managing and providing benefits. Now I'm gonna put a link to this and the other studies I talk about in the show notes for today's episode so you won't miss those. And if you wanna look a little bit deeper. The Small Business Administration just released a new report this month with data on small business hiring needs. And it makes it very clear that recruitment and retention of employees is actually a growing problem. According to the SBA, 23% of businesses surveyed in 2020 identified labor needs as a challenge. By the end of March of 2022, challenges with labor had almost doubled, identified by over 40% of small businesses. These findings are similar to what Guidant learned in their 2022 study, with 32% of business owners saying it's somewhat difficult to find and hire employees, but 39% saying it's very difficult. So who do you think has been suffering most in the tight labor market we've been experiencing in the past couple of years? The SBA includes some insights in their report. Citing data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, SBA states that the smallest of small businesses are suffering the most. First, let's be clear on what SBA and others define as quote unquote a small business, because you know what, it might actually surprise you. To be considered a small business, you have to have 500 or fewer employees. Now, I was a bit shocked when I heard this number. I thought it was gonna be closer to maybe 100 or fewer employees. Well, in fact, when I look closer at the makeup of small businesses, I found that almost all small businesses, or at least 98% anyway, 
are employing 100 or fewer employees. And 89% of the businesses out there that are small have 20 or fewer employees. So which of these small businesses are finding it hardest to fill their open positions? Prior to the end of 2021, and for the past three years or so, businesses of all sizes experienced more or less the same relative rise and fall of the number of job openings they had. However, since the last quarter of 2021, businesses with 49 or fewer employees have seen their number of job openings needing to be filled continue to rise, whereas the larger employers have seen a slight decrease. This means that the smallest of small businesses, who comprise over 90% of all businesses, are losing the battle to recruit and retain employees. Guardian's research in 2022 found that the number one difficulty in filling positions identified by business owners by far was the low number of applicants for the positions needing to be filled. The number two difficulty was competition from other employers. So how are businesses responding to these difficulties? Well, they're throwing money at the problem. Of the six top changes that business owners are making to deal with the challenges of recruiting and retaining employees, three have to do with compensation, including at number one, increasing compensation, straight up. Number four, increasing benefits. And number five is providing hiring bonuses. But not all businesses have the extra dollars to spend on their labor overhead, with bottom lines already squeezed heavily by supply chain issues and increased material costs. My hunch is that this is the primary reason why the small businesses with fewer than 50 employees who make up over 90% of small businesses are continuing to see rising number of open positions in their organizations and ultimately losing the battle for employees. Believe me, I can 100% identify with this challenge. My company, DR Washcheck LLC, by all measures was a successful business. We always made a profit, although some years it was pretty small, and we had a very strong reputation in the home building industry for providing very high quality testing inspection and program administration services for the EPA's Energy Star for Homes program. However, compared to the other trades involved in the home building process, like framers and plumbers, electricians and the product suppliers, we didn't make a lot of money per home. This meant that I didn't have a lot of money to spend on overhead, including employees. This also meant that to compete, I had to rely on other factors such as culture that attracted great employees and made them want to join our team and stay even though they could be making more money elsewhere. I was able to do this very successfully for the first 16 years I was in business, but I doubled down on it with even greater success when I rebuilt and revamped DR Washcheck in 2016. I started by creating a very clear vision of what my business was going to look like, feel like, and act like in three years. The vision was written down and shared with the entire team so that they knew where we were headed as an organization and ultimately how the work they did each day fit into the larger picture of where we were going as an organization. Too few small business owners, especially the smallest of small businesses, take the time to paint this future state picture of their organization. Getting that vision out of the owner's head and sharing it with the rest of the team so that they're motivated by more than just a paycheck. I assembled also a leadership team to help me to run the business so I didn't feel so alone and 100% responsible for everything that needed to be done. 
together we discovered what our core values are, what we stood for and believed in as an organization. In study after study, employees are saying that they want the work that they do to have greater purpose and meaning. For many employees, this is more important than even the compensation they earn, especially once they're earning the minimum of what they need to at least take care of themselves and their family. Your vision and your core values, shared with your current team and the people you're recruiting and hiring to join your team, are essential to this non-monetary component of an employee's decision to join your organization and ultimately stay for the long term. Without vision and core values, you're going to be forced to compete with every other employer out there based solely on compensation. And by the way, vision and core values, along with three-year, one-year, and quarterly goals, key performance indicators, and written processes are the essential ingredients to freedom-focused organizations. And this is what DR Washcheck was when three of my employees approached me to buy the company four years ago. And it's the reason why I was able to maximize my freedom as a small business owner. I mean, think what's possible for those small business owners out there who are seeing marginal success recruiting and retaining employees because they do have enough revenue to pay the higher competitive wages. If they were also freedom focused with an incredibly strong culture that employees wanted to be a part of, they would see challenges with recruiting and retaining employees all but disappear. I mean, who wouldn't want to be paid well at the business that they loved working for? I mean, talk about a competitive advantage. This is a perfect example of what that looks like. Especially if you don't have a lot of revenue to pay the highest wages, you need to make your business freedom focused to remain competitive. And this costs, believe me, far, far less than the top dollar wages it takes to compete with the largest businesses. It just takes a commitment to build a freedom-focused business. That's it for this week's episode. I want to thank you very much, as always, for being a listener. If you like the show today, please be sure to share it with your friends and colleagues. I look forward to being with you again in two weeks. Until then, stay focused on your freedom.